I'm gonna be like, hey, welcome to the the People's Preachers podcast, and then you're gonna say, what are you gonna say? Hi, Dad. Not hi, Dad. You're gonna say, hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. What you doing? Another another one of those podcasts. And then I'm gonna say, yeah. Why? What's up? Can I be on it? And then that's gonna kind of be what I want you to say. Yeah. Hey man, you're, so you're listening to the Av Podcast. I'm your boy, the People's Preacher. Tune in, because if you don't tune in, what's gonna happen? He gonna cry. <laughs> I'm gonna cry in the car. God bless. Hey, what's good, family? We are here, and woo, we are about to get it in tonight. So, welcome to the Av Podcast. You already know it's the People's Preacher, and in the podcast, we like to do two things: give God glory, tell stories. Tonight we have a special, special conversation because it's going to be my first long distance conversation. We're going to be tapping in with one of the sisters in Texas. Not too sure where she's at in Texas, but we're going to tap in. We're going to talk about life. We're going to talk about ministry. Uh, We're going to talk about her being a mom, a single mom. We're going to talk about just her life, her story, uh, get into music. We're going to talk about a lot of things. I really don't know. Where we're going to start, where we're going to finish, but it's going to be good. But before anything, we want to do a quick shout out to all those that have been listening. Thank you. I appreciate your love and support. Family, friends, co-workers, man, it's been the love. I just like to thank everybody because, you know, uh, it's just been a good time in the Lord. Amen. So let's get into 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, 4, and 5. The Bible says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but mighty before God, to the casting down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that is exalted against the knowledge of God, and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Amen. So we know that our weapons that we have get, been given by God are not of the flesh. And the weapons that God has given us are to for His kingdom, for warfare, for spiritual warfare. And so prayer, worship, um, what do you call it, um, the Word of God. There's so many things that God has given us, the full, more, the full armor of God. There's, God has given us the everything we need to be effective in the Spirit and we understand that our that when you you we get into arguments with people or we get with disagreements with things we have to understand that what's behind them is the true enemy the person that you can touch is not your enemy humans were not enemies of each other though in the in the natural that could be your enemy oh that's my enemy because uh he doesn't like me or he's against me but but no it is the principalities the imaginations the strongholds the uh, the things that are behind with the situation. So again, using our spiritual weapons to fight. And believe me, whatever happens in the spirit will roll over into the natural. Believe that. God is for us who can be against us. Stay in your word. Stay prayed up. In Jesus' name. Amen. But we're about to get it in. We got this uh, interview we're about to do. So um, I'll see you guys in a couple seconds. Let's do it. 
All right, it is on and cracking. We're about to call the sister in the Lord. Modesty is going to definitely be in the house. Coming from Texas. Texas is in the house. All right. Hello? Hello, hey, what's up, sister? You are on the Av Podcast. What is good? Hey, I'm so excited, so blessed to be on here with you. Thank you for this opportunity. Amen. So tell us where you're coming from, your name, and uh, just a little bit about who Modesty is. Okay, um, I am around the DFW area in a little town called Decatur, Texas. Um, my name is Paisley Martinez. I'm 24 years old. I'm a um, single mom of three, a firm believer in Jesus Christ. And um, I'm just here to, you know, spread the love of God and share my testimony because everything happens for a reason. And I just want to show people there is light where it may seem to be dark, if you feel me. <laughs> Ooh, come on. Can you tell us a few things about Texas that we may not know? Well, one, I know um, California has to pay for their grocery bags. Okay. We don't pay for grocery bags here. <laughs> okay, no grocery bags. I heard you don't recycle over there. Is that true? Um, It's not like very pressured to recycle, but I mean, our weather is completely bipolar. That's something. <laughs> Definitely. So, would you rather have hurricanes or earthquakes? <laughs> oh, man. Um, can I just stick with the tornadoes? <laughs> tornadoes, all right. Because you can always go underground for a tornado, right? Right. But earthquake, you ain't, you ain't, you can't, uh, you can't, um, you can't hide that. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, uh, I'm, I'm over here in California and you're in Texas. So, you're like my first... Um, long distance interview you're my second female that I was I ever uh, interviewed you were technically going to be my first female interview it took some time but I'm so happy to get you on here because you have a story to tell and we have uh, a platform that God has given me and also you as well to tell your story to give God glory and uh, before we get into anything um, I was uh Looking at your Instagram page, and it says that Modesty is uh, a Christian rapper, you're a songwriter, and you're a singer. So before we get into those things, number one, you've already stated that you are a firm believer in Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus Christ to you? Man, He, he is my Savior. He came and He took my sins. So I'm able to live better than I deserve. Um, I can't really even explain or express because words aren't enough um, to even describe, you know, Jesus, because he is just overwhelming in every single way. And to me and my family, man, like I said, he's just the savior. I mean, I can't even put in words because of how big that name really is, if you understand what I'm saying. Mm, come on. 
I think when we uh, we think of the word Jesus, uh, there's so much power there, but yet at the same time, like we kind of like people have kind of tried to dumb down the name Jesus, but to us, like you're saying, it's everything. It's who we are. It's it's amazing, and you know, uh, and you're you say you're 24 years old, right? I tell people, you know, I I was rescued. God rescued me at 21, and I'm 40 now. But the reason why I say that is because I've been meeting a lot of young people that are from the ages of 18 to like 26, who are serving the Lord with such a fire, with such a passion, with such a love. And because in our generation, a lot of people came with like these heavy drug addictions and and gang violence and prison and all right. this. But I'm meeting a lot of young people uh, that are your age that don't really have that uh, testimony and have a and have like such a passion and love for God. So you're 24 years old. You're giving God the best years of your life. I feel is when you're young, and I, I feel like that's what this generation is doing. They're giving God their young years, and so that's amazing that you're 24 years old and uh, you're uh, you're serving the Lord with. Everything around you, you shouldn't be serving the Lord. And so that's that's amazing. First thing I want to ask you is, a lot of people might say, oh, this girl picked that nickname, Modesty. What does that name mean to you? And how did you come to a place where you picked that as your, I would say, you could say stage name, which I know it's it's not really, as Christians, we don't consider it a stage name. We're not two people or, you know, why modesty and where did it come from? Well, when I first started off with, um, you know, my music to, you know, honor our father, um, Andy reached out to me and he was like, hey, you know, you might want to come up with the name and something you want to represent you. So I was also going to the studio and um, I was asking the studio guy, I was like, because he does all Christian, you know, um, music. And I was like, hey, I'm looking for something that's unique and um, something real powerful, you know, motivate women. And he was like, what about modesty? So, you know, I kind of prayed about it and looked into it. And I was like, man, this is the perfect name because although modest, you know, means like to be a modest woman, you know, try not to be revealing, you know, or... um just the way you dress to me it means more because I want to have a modest heart and a modest mm, mind so I want to be the version of what modesty would look like in either older younger women or whatever you want to you know laid age label you want to give it I just want to be modest all the way around not just look modest I want to be modest inside oh come on amen so it's not just a name but it's a lifestyle Exactly. Okay. Okay. So again, we you know we're. I want to talk about the ministry, and then I want to get into the person who is modest. So your real name is. Say it again. I don't want to butcher your real name. Paisley Martinez. And Paisley, uh, what uh, is that? Is that is that like a family thing? Is were you named after somebody? Was it what? What inspired your parents to name you that? I was actually adopted at the age of 15, so um, we picked my name together. Mm. How, um, how, it's crazy because my wife was adopted too, and my mom was adopted, and uh, 
a lot of people and maybe you can you can uh, uh say something about this a lot of people feel that because they were adopted it was somehow they were like it was you were a mistake or you were uh, i don't know you, you it, it brings a lot of things to to a young person's life but i tell people that if you know the lord and i know you know the lord sis that you know that it was part of God's plan and it's God's sovereign plan for your life. And though we may all have the some people may feel like rejected, abandoned, but but for 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 believers it, it's not so. How do you feel how how do you accept that as okay, I was I was adopted. Do you, how do you see that? I see it as a miracle from God. And that's not even just trying to butter it all up. That's just being a hundred because, I mean, the life that I lived before I was adopted, I shouldn't even have made it to be adopted. And to be honest, I mean, even through my adoption, there was a lot of rough um, times. I've actually barely came back to my adopted family after almost eight years because I left two years after moving in. I went down a really dark road and I couldn't say anything other than it was God's plan because how much of a blessing they are to me, but not only my children, it, it's crazy. And how much I wouldn't, I didn't even know I would need a mother at 24 years old, you know? And one thing I can say is when you are adopted, you have to make sure to get that orphan spirit in check. You know, you, you're not, you're not an orphan. You know, you got a father regardless if you're adopted or not. Ooh, come on, sister, but, preach. I mean, that's what I'm saying, brother. Like you, you have a father, but to be adopted, I feel like is nothing but God because he is taking you and putting you in a place because in all honesty, blood doesn't mean anything. My adopted parents have done more for me in the little years that I've known them than any of my biological family has done. So it is all God's plan and design. I firmly believe it. And I also have other, um, I believe six brothers and sisters adopted as well. And we're from Africa and um, just all over, you know, and they, we're just one big happy family. So, I mean, glory to God. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm proud to say I'm adopted. Amen. It's, uh, I love what you said. You had to put that orphan spirit, uh, orphan uh, attitude or spirit in check because, and, and, and only a woman of God and a man of God could speak that way. See, this is the thing about being a child of God is that we don't look at things the way the world does. You looked at it as this was God's plan. This was God's intervention, you know, not in your the, the same words, but you see it as God's plan. And that regardless of how you feel, you still had a father the whole time in heaven. And God has been looking out for you. God used that family Amen. to rescue you. That's amazing because some people, they they don't recover from that. They You meet people that have been adopted and they just never get over that. But you've seen it as, you know, Lord, you were with me. You, 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 that was that was your way of getting get getting a hold of me and, and and rescuing me. I don't think that people realize that for some kids it's it's a rescue. It's a it's a it's a way that God I, rescues you. I'm sorry. I think it's just because we live in a generation of being a victim. You know, like oh nobody wanted me. Woe is me. Rather than you know saying you know I am a child of God, regardless of what mm. I've been through, regardless of what I've done. 
because people want the pity me rather than owning, you know, who they are because we are royalty. Our bloodline is golden. You know what I'm Come saying? On, so it's, it's just, it's because we sit here and baby people and make it think like, oh, it's okay. You know, oh, I'm sorry this happened. Like, yeah, it happened to you. But, you know, you got to get back up because whatever happened to you, I'm sorry. But God turns whatever is meant into evil for good. And it's all for the plan and purpose. And nothing is going to happen to you that hasn't passed through his hands first. And people got to understand that. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, come on. I, get, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. That's one of my my go-to scriptures is Romans 8, 28. That's one of my go-tos. Anytime I'm going through something, I'm like, Lord, I don't understand what's going on. I don't I don't get it. It don't feel good, but you're going to work it out. Amen. So as we're, we, we, we talked about the name, uh, uh, one of the things I wanted to also ask you is what inspired you to to what inspired you to start singing, rapping? Um, what, 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 what was that moment where you said, "Man, I, I want to sing, I want, I want to rap, uh, I, I got the bug, uh, I, I got the, I, I'm inspired." Well, I always loved to sing, you know, and um, but when I first started writing, I wanted to write music, and I chose to write Christian music, and it was just a hobby. I just did it to. You know, um, I was at a low place and I just started writing and I posted it on um, my Instagram and Facebook and people really started to like it. And then I kind of like laid off of it for a little bit. And then I went through another season where I was like, man, I'm just going to write this down. And I recorded it and posted it. And then a sister shared it and um, it got me connected to other people. And that's what really got me started is just by connecting and her sharing my um my videos so it wasn't for um to try to become you know um a christian rapper singer at first it was just by i want to let people know like we all go through things but there's better times ahead and it just kind of all worked out and got the plan do you uh do you remember any of the lyrics uh for that first time first post that you ever made Oh man, um, I'm trying to think back because it was like a little over a year ago. Um, no, I I can't think of it <laughs> off the head. Amen, amen. That's cool. That's cool. So, uh, the, my next question would probably be for you as an uh, do you consider yourself to be an artist, a minister? Or uh, what do you consider yourself to be? An uh, artist more of a minister, or a minister more? What, what is? What do you feel when it's when it calls when it comes to to what you do for the Lord? I think, um, in all honesty, I haven't even really sat there and thought about am I an artist or a minister? I I just see it as I'm a child of God, sharing my testimony, hoping to touch other souls. Mm. Um, not really like giving myself a label, you know, um, I know we're all called, called into a ministry that we do music for the Lord, you know, the Christian rap or worship or whatever genre you use, but I'm just a child trying to touch souls. Oh, so that's how I see it. You know, when I'm doing my music, I just want to sit here and show people like, Hey, we're all going through things, but you know, this is what the truth says. You know, this is what, you know, God's plan is. So, Amen. 
Have you uh, have you written anything for any any other artist or any other singers, or you you just written for yourself so far? Um, so far, I've written um, for myself. I've done a music with One of One, and then I've also done um, a song with Thomas Nunez. He's part of Holy Ground, mm. and um, that song was released about four or five months ago. And so, personally, have you written anything that you haven't sung? Like you have you ghostwrite? Of ghost written for anybody? No, I have not. Oh. I've had people ask, but I I have not uh, yet. <laughs> all right, well maybe you got a ghost write for some people. Who knows? And then also, uh, since we know you're a writer, we know that you love to write. You know that's probably a, a, a gift that God has given you. What does your writing process look like when you're getting ready to uh, put a song together? Do you get the beat first? Do you get the hook first? Do you get the... How does it look for, for Modesty to put a song together? What does that process look like? In all honesty, it's chaos because there's times I'll just listen to instrumentals and then it'll just flow out. And there's times where I'm just sitting down and I'm basically like writing my letter to God and then I put it with a beat. So it's no technically one step by step. It's about however the Spirit leads me. <laughs> Amen, amen. Cool, cool, cool. Um, what are some of your um your influences or uh that that um you're you're influenced by when it comes to Christian hip hop or uh, gospel music? Like, what are some of your influences that um you uh, you you've had in your um your walk? Um, like as in the people that sing it, like who influenced me when I see them. Yeah, just who. Who, okay. who, when you when you see people like these are my influences. This is uh, the the people that I'm listening to. I guess you could say. I think all of the um, hip hop, rap, Christian ministry is huge right now, um, and they're all getting you know their life worked in like magical ways. You know, um, by the grace of God. So Kingdom Music, Holy Ground. Um, I know Z from Kingdom Music has let out some some new songs, and he just hits completely. I mean, the type of Jesus music you can just jump to. So my kids love um, Kingdom Music. I like Holy Ground, you know, Young Bro's new album. Oh, that's my man. Um, really I love that me. dude. He don't even know me, but yeah. I love his uh, <laughs> right here, right now. Right, right here, right yes. now. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna try to get him on a podcast. I don't know if he'll say yeah, but let's see what's up. <laughs> oh, I bet he will. Uh, um, Drew, um, also he let out um, Shoreline. He's very anointed. I mean, his um, worship is absolutely beautiful. So I mean, just seeing like all these people in love with the Father, you know, just like we're all in this together. We are a body. So I guess that's just the influence right there is. It's all about what you surround yourself and listen to, and they're great people to listen to because their heart's in the right place. Hey Amen. I was talking to, uh, I had a conversation with a with a brother in the Lord today, and he says that uh, he he's just listening to people that he knows. He's he's only keeping it local. Like if I know you, I listen to you. If I don't know you, I'm kind of like he's he because like you said it yourself because you know these people. Kind of like you know their heart, you just stick with them. And uh, when it comes to Christian hip hop, I kind of feel like sometimes we uh, 
we tend to um to listen to the just the popular just the ones that that are on the you know that that are big but um we can i think a lot of times with christian hip hop too is it, it could it, there's to me there's two kinds of christian hip hop i don't know there's your inspirational and then there's your ministering like when you listen to a christian hip hop song to me it, it's like listening to a preaching with a beat behind it and some of it is just inspirational it's like all right that's kind of cool and then some of it just hits you like dang like you just felt like you just heard right. a sermon for you right who hits you the hardest when it comes to that like name some artists that you're listening to right now that you could say man like these dudes are hitting hard like they're coming with the heat um that's so hard because it seems like everybody is just so on fire right now yeah um I like one of one's new song um, that just hit the whole way he put it together. It just seems like he was really anointed, you know, putting that song together. And um, I also like, like um, Drew, mm-hmm. he, his music's very good. It just hits. I like EGR. I know he's not coming out with anything new right now, but a lot of his music is just real. You know, it's just, it has truth in it and it has, you know, struggle in it. So, I mean, it. I feel like it's like a calming slap to the face, you know, like, yeah. look, you're going through things, but wake up, you know. So, I mean, those are probably the three right now. And I don't just stick with the people that I know. I'm all ears to everyone because, man, everybody's been through something that people need to hear, you know. So. Amen. One of the things that I'm noticing is that when it comes to Christian hip hop, I'm not seeing a lot of a lot of females. Is there any female rappers that we need to know about that you're listening to? Anybody besides yourself? Um, I, I personally, I, I can't name too many. Well, I don't. I don't know any. To be honest with you. Um, do you know? Um, I, I, I don't know much of any um, female Christian rappers, but. Um no, I don't think there's that many either. I mean, I know of Monica, um, Gina, um, and Genesis. Mm. But besides those three, I think um, that is the three that come to mind. Amen, amen. So when it comes to Christian hip-hop, what do you feel that if you could change anything about Christian hip-hop, what do you feel like either we Christian hip hop artists can do better, can do different? What do you feel like? Is there anything that you feel like it, it could be different? You can change. Right now at this moment, I wouldn't change anything. Like I said, I think everybody's pretty much on fire. Their heart's all in the right place. I mean, the only thing that I would ever ask for any Christian hip hop artist or ministry is, to make sure before you write your heart's in the right place, you know, mm. because I'm a firm believer of when you listen to things, you're passing on spirits, you know, like, so um, I would just encourage everyone to just check your heart before you're writing a song, what your motives, is it for the fame or is it to glorify Jesus's name? So, I mean, right now, I think everybody's doing great. Mm. I think when it comes to ministry um, in general, like you said, we need to check our motives. Why do we do what we do? 
what is our reason for doing it because like I was telling like, to uh, someone earlier like a lot of times people start off well in the ministry and they mean well but they get a little bit of exposure and then it becomes like it doesn't it's not ministry no more it's business and it's about a yeah. brand and you're building a brand do you feel like um what do you call it um with you how do you stay how does your perspective stay right how do you keep yourself from saying okay this is ministry this is not a business which there always is a business side to it i get that but how do you modesty how do you stay focused on what is it really about what keeps you on your toes keeps you on your knees when it comes to not getting big-headed right um i know this is gonna sound weird but <laughs> although i love writing music for the lord that is my last thing on my list to do for the fact of my first thing is to pour into myself to pour into my children and to make sure my home is in the right place so that way my music can be pure in what I'm doing because if I'm pure and my home's pure and I'm pouring into my children I mean everything else is going to go the way it needs to be so that's what I do to make me humble is I'm constantly checking myself and even if I am going through a season where I feel like you know, my heart's just a little bitter towards a situation or I'm facing things that I'm just not in the place I need to be to even be ministering to people, I won't write. You know, I'm of course, my relationship with God is on point. I'm, I get on my knees, I pray, I watch my sermons every morning. I'm very humble. I'm in my word, but I will not sit there and try to... um minister to people if I know that my heart is heavy in a situation that I'm facing, if that makes sense. Oh, amen. Uh, 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 balance is a uh, very uh, important, especially with ministry, because we can sometimes be so wrapped up in the, in the work of the Lord that we don't really, we're, we're working the kingdom, but we're just being busy for God. We're just being busy and it's, it's not always about the king, you know, so we have to right. be careful. Focus and balance, amen. So you know, as as I as I kind of studied your Instagram a little bit, I noticed that it's only obvious that you're a mom, you're a single mama, and uh, tell us a little bit about. We don't always want to focus, I guess, on um, the oh, she's a single mom, she's got three kids. Oh my God, she's so young. But what are some of the um? What are some of the blessings, some of the uh, some of the awesome things about being a single mom, being a single mom and, and raising three babies? Like we always want to talk about the struggle, but let's let's highlight the blessings, the the awesomeness, the 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 wows of being a single mama. Because there's got to be some. It's got to. It can't. It's not all bad, right? Absolutely not. No, um, being a single mom. I get double the hugs, double the love. Come on. I get to experience everything, you know, and being a single mom as well, um, I get to raise my children the way I want. So I get to raise them in the way of the Lord without any other distractions because they, they're seeing me. I am their, you know, um, what's the word for it? I went blank. Um, oh my goodness. Or... Yes, yes. 
I'm the example right now. So when they're seeing me, you know, watching my sermons or we're going to church and they're seeing me praising and stuff. And I have literally, I mean, you can go on my Instagram and you can see, I post videos of them where we'll be listening to worship music and they'll be dancing or they'll be praising with their hands lifted and eyes closed. I mean, it's just awesome being a single mother because I just get double of everything and I get to pour into them and just seeing the people that they are becoming, especially mm. little men and wom- a woman of God, you know, I knowing that I'm pouring into them, I'm doing something right. And my kids are also just so encouraging. I mean, like I said, when I say double the love, I mean, I have two little sons and every morning they come and wake me up and they tell me, mommy, you're so beautiful. I love you, you know, and my little girl, she's just like, mommy, we're pretty. And it's just, it's overwhelming because to see how much they've grown from, you know, the past situation we left at the beginning of the year, and maybe we'll get into that later in the conversation, but um, they've come a long way and we are a strong household and I, I wouldn't want it any other way. Right now I'm focusing on being a single mom and raising my kids. And I'm blessed to do so. God has overfilled my cup with them. So, yeah, because uh, some people, like I said, some people can um, look at the situation and be, oh, poor her, poor her, and but you, but you've in, you've embraced it as like, you know, Lord, this is this is it is what it is, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna love it. I'm just gonna and, and I'm gonna uh, embrace it. Um, I know that. Uh, do you get a like? You get a card on Mother's Day and Father's Day. <laughs> you, oh, right. you, you get the double blessing, and uh, right. You know, props to you because uh, there's so many women out there that are doing what you're doing, and uh, big props to all the moms that are raising kids on their own. I have no idea. I have no clue on what it takes to do that. I mean, my mom was a single mom too, raising uh, kids, and. Uh, I know that it's got its struggles, and we could talk about them all day. But at the end of the day, we want to focus like on the blessings of it because there is, I think, like you said, there's God's giving you double, a double. Right. You know, you got two young men that one day are going to become men that 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 raise a family, that get married, and because of what you were able to instill in them. And then you got your young daughter. And one of the things that I love about my kids, my girls, is and when they tell me something, it's it's always, I feel like it's pure. Like, not only do they love me, right. but they, dad, your breast smells, or dad this, <laughs> or the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you know, like, I tell my daughters, like, when you tell me you love me, mom, like, I I believe it. Like, I, 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 I might question everybody else, but I can never question your love because... Uh, something about kids and, and the way they love, you know, they're not all tainted and, you know, they right. haven't been through what we've been through. But so go ahead and share with me a little bit on. OK, so, of course, you know, with all due respect, you're not on you're not sitting at home collecting a check. So you're a worker. Right. You're a mama. Yes. You do ministry. How do you balance all that? Like, I'm, I want to know why haven't you went crazy? Like how do you I'm balance? I'm borderline. <laughs> <laughs> I am borderline of a psych hospitalist. I'm. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, I actually get that question so much by a lot of um, even married moms, single moms, and I mean, 
I can't even really explain it because right now I'm juggling three jobs. Um, My God, I can barely and, handle one. Come on. <laughs> and I mean, on the weekends and stuff, I look for side work. Um, the kids go with me on the weekends. Um, and I mean, of course, we go to church Sundays and Wednesdays. And I mean, I, I really don't know how there's enough time in the day other than, I mean, there's times I sit and I'm thinking, man, how did how did I get through this week with, you know, like, school functions and work and, you know, um, whether, you know, one of my kids acted up and then I had to go to the school and whatever it may be. And I just think it's just God. Like, that is the answer, you know, like, but God, that is it right there. He did it because, I mean, I couldn't do it on my own strength. I couldn't. I don't get no child support. You know, I don't get no other help. I work three jobs that are minimum wage. And um, at the end of the day, I'm still able to take my kids to get Happy Meals, um, get what they need. Oh. We got food in our fridge. And I just can't really explain it. I have a car that um, will be paid off this um, February. All right. So, all right. I mean, I can't even explain how um, I, I even do it because... All I know is I lean on God, and from there, He takes it, you know? Amen. If there's anything that you could say to anyone who might be listening when once we drop this podcast, that maybe he's not saved or saved, single mom, even maybe even a single dad who's doing, who's in a predicament like you, what, what would you say to them? Some kind of encouraging words, because... You're, you're, um, you're statistically beating the odds, and we know we're, why you, how you're doing it, but what are some practical encouragement you can give to someone in your position? Um, don't let your fear hold you captive. You know, um, don't sit there and dwell on things that you don't know. Like, there's times that I'll have fear of how my bills going to get paid or how's this. And then I just remember, you know, um, I serve a good God. And even if it's somebody that's not saved, like I said, um, don't let anything tell you you can't do it. Because the strength of a single parent in general is so strong because it takes a lot. And there's nothing that... I don't think a single parent wouldn't do for their kids, you know? So when it comes down to the end of the day and you're just tired and you're drained, I would just encourage you to just look into their, you know, into their room, wherever they're sleeping and remember what you're doing and why you're doing it, you know, mm. because I mean, it gets hard and it, it really does get hard, especially when you're doing things the right way. When you feel like you can't catch the break, but it's so much bigger than the situation you're in now because when my kids get older, they'll be able to say mama made an honest living. You know, my mom sits there and she worked hard and she served the Lord with all her heart and we had everything we needed. And I mean, it's just, it will all pay off. That's the, that's the best advice I can give um, other than, you know, God has blessed me because I mean, at the beginning of the year, I wasn't a single mom. Mm -hmm. I was actually married, and God, I prayed on it, and God told me to leave my marriage because it was very toxic. 
and I fit everything I could in a car and we drove six hours away from where we were staying and we had nothing. And now nearly a year later, I have a fully, fully furnished house or apartment. Um, my kids have more than enough they need. They're going to have a great Christmas. I mean, it's just God and it's because of walking in obedience. Mm. So, I mean, I, I can't even, I'm sorry. I don't even know how to justify any positivity other than, you know, just serve and let your faith, you know, grow. Even just a little bit of faith will get you there because that's what has fed me through these months. It's nothing that this world has to offer. So, um, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're doing good. This is an inspiration. This is, uh, you're giving the blueprint to, uh, to people and how to trust in the Lord. You know, uh, it's crazy because uh, every every um, podcast I do, I do a scripture the day before the podcast. And the one I picked for this podcast was, um, are the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're, you know, they're, they're divine, they're powerful. And, and you're fighting this, you're fighting the way God has called you to fight. And that is with the spiritual weapons. Because you can sit there and you can say, all right, let me hustle. Let me sell some 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 something on the right. side. And you're saying, no, Lord, I'm right. going to trust in you. I'm going to fight this, not with my anger. I'm not going to fight this with the victim's mentality. I'm not going to fight this with emotion. Right. But I'm going to fight it the way you want me to fight it, Lord. And so Amen. that's what you're doing and, and as an inspiration to. And you're 24 years old. And I keep forgetting you're 24 years old. So it's like you're you're saying, look it. It don't matter how old you are. It don't matter if you have one kid or ten kids. Trust in the Lord. You exactly. Know, I want my sister to listen to this because my sister is my age. And she was living in California. She's got a thousand kids. She's an amazing person. <laughs> she just got, she just, you know. I, I, you know, people say, oh, you made some bad decisions. And I had a few kids. But if you know God, you know that God, kids, no. Kids are blessings from God, you know. Amen. And so she moved to Lufkin, Texas and started her life from scratch with the help of family. And she's beating the odds. And I told my sister, I said, you know, God had to take you to Texas to get, get things right for you. And my sister's got a job with the state now. Like she ain't got oh, this. Man. She ain't got this huge house, but she got she has eight kids. Right. I wasn't lying. Just eight kids. and But God has kept her. And my sister's not Holy Ghost serving the Lord. She knows the Lord. She knows that she needs to get right with God. She knows all that stuff. I tell her, look it. Just trust God's going to get you through. God's going to get you through. Amen. And so, you know, for those that are listening to Sister Modesty, like, she's giving you the blueprint. Trust in the Lord. Don't trust in yourself. Don't trust in the in the ways of the world. And um. One of the things that, that I noticed that as as um, people, as we can always be looking to um, to all the, uh, all the other resources and all other ways of getting our problems and our situations taken care of, you know, we always use God as the last resort sometimes. Like if there's no money in the bank, we go borrow it from somebody instead of getting on our knees. Uh because we have so much resources we can pull from. And so many hustles we can hustle. And 
but what about going straight to the source where he where he can meet the need you know so that's awesome Amen. um i know that you you spoke a little bit uh, about how this the beginning of this year you wasn't a single mom and you made a decision to get out of a relationship looking back right now was probably you say it uh, oh, i won't i won't use your words was it the best decision that you've ever that you you made absolutely times a thousand you know um and so for those oh, women out there that are in the situation what what words can you give to encourage them depending on their situation yes. i mean i came from um my ex-husband was very abusive verbally physically and um emotionally and um he's on drugs and he cheats all, he cheated all the time and i just um i was with him since i was 15 and i know i'm kind of going off track but it'll all make sense once i get definitely to no, it makes sense um i was with him since i was like 15 and we walked down a long road. I went down a dark path. Um, I had my fair share of drug use and um, being homeless and catching charges for him. And it just, it was like a never-ending downward, downward spiral. And I remember two days before I met him, I had the pastor of my church come to my um, adoptive parents' house at like, six in the morning and was like, God woke me up at like four this morning. I recorded it and um, he played it for me. And he said, a wolf in sheep's clothing was going to come to kill, steal and destroy everything that I stood for. Ooh. And um, yes, brother. And, you know, being young, I was like, Oh, whatever, this you know, like, crazy. yeah, he's crazy. He was running on a treadmill, recorded something. He, He's got problems, but no, um, it said it would be attracted to my looks and, um, it would come in a male figure. And I believe we still have that recording. So one day I'll have to, you know, um, send it your way so you wow. can see it. But, um, two days later I met my now ex-husband and everything was just, it was terrible. I technically have five kids, but because of the abuse he put me through, um, I only have three of them. And, um, at the beginning of the year, you know, um, I was just tired, brother. I was tired and I was trying to get right with the Lord and serving him. And he, he was a non-believer and he wanted the worldly ways. So I was basically being lukewarm and in the Bible, it says the Lord will spew you out of his mouth. So I was just trying to get right. And I was just like crying in the shower after he was so ugly to me. And I was like, Lord, you know, um, please tell me like do I can I leave do I leave will you change him you know and I just felt like the Holy Spirit tell me you know even if I told you you wouldn't do it you're not ready you know and so I knew that this whole time I've been blocking what God was trying to tell me because I knew this man wasn't good for me nor our children you know he wasn't very nice to our children either um and so I called my adoptive mom and we were only talking for a short couple of weeks. And I was like, God told me, God told me, you know, that's the sign, like it's time to go. And she was like, okay. And since he was abusive, um, I, when I knew he was at work, I just threw all of us in the car and whatever I could fit and we left. So 
if they're coming out of a situation like that, I mean, I would encourage you that, man, you can be so much happier. My worst fear was being alone, brother. Let me tell you, growing up in foster care and even having an abuse and molestation history, being alone was my worst fear. And I think that's what kept me so long um, with that man. And coming out of that, and I'm like, I'm going to be alone forever and I'm going to be sad and he's going to find somebody else and my kids are going to, you know, struggle with me. And my, my advice would just be like, it's not as bad as it seems because I don't feel alone. Mm, If anything, I felt more alone in that house than I did in the house that we serve my God in, you know, we, we are so much more happier and you got to know your worth. You got to know about that. Talk about that. Yes. But who you come from, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, we're, we're royalty and not just that, like you are a woman, like God has made you in his image. Like you are everything and some like baby girl, you are the whole package. Do not settle for anything less because God has such more big plans for you. Um, I think a lot of people make people feel guilty over divorce. Um, and I think that's also another thing that makes people stay in toxic, unsafe relationships and or marriages. But, I mean, if it's something with your life and, you know, God's given you the okay, I would say book it. I mean, yeah. my ex-husband nearly took my life. He has a felony for trying to kill me while I was pregnant. And he... um he was just an evil man, and I pray for him. And let me tell you, that's another thing that I would tell any woman that was planning to leave. And if they do leave, pray for, for them, not because they deserve the the forgiveness, but because you deserve to give them their forgiveness. You deserve to be set free, you know, because that's, that's for you. And um, praying for him is one of the hardest things I've had to do, but the Lord has given me so much freedom in praying for him and so much happiness. I am more happy now that I can pray for him and praying that he will still get salvation. And, um, I mean, sorry, I know I went off. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. This is good stuff for, uh, it's just some stuff that women, men can um, really use. Amen. Yeah. Just, I mean, just, it's not as bad or scary as it seems. You just got to trust and step out on that water. You know, step out on the boat, step off the boat onto the water and walk towards Jesus. That's all you got to do because it gets easier. It's not, the first step's always the scariest, but mm, after that, mm. you got it. Amen. I remember uh, I was a youth leader for about uh, many years, five, seven, eight years. And I remember I would meet a lot of young women who were broken, who uh, came from, bad relationships even at 15 years old they were in abusive relationships it was crazy i had i didn't even know that dudes were beating up their girlfriends at 14 years old you know girls that come from molestation and all this and right and and the thing that was broken is their worth and that they didn't have any worth and i used to tell them if you if if you're if you know your value you there's certain things you won't do like if you know who you are in christ there's certain things you won't allow. And, you know, I understand in relationships because I'm married. You have your ups and your downs, your fights, your your goods, your bads. But I think when you get to a place where you devalue each other and you break each other down in any kind of relationship, knowing who you are, your value, 
Speak about Absolutely. value. Um, when you talk about I, value, like uh, what do women and men like? They need to know their value. What? How is value important to to a young woman or or or, or just uh, an individual for uh, uh, the way you think? Just like you were saying, um, the things you would and wouldn't do. Um, also, just like we were speaking about earlier, growing up in like a, a fatherless generation and stuff, or motherless. I mean, because there's some moms that aren't there either. I think that creates a hole. So when people tend to get Ooh, older, you know, they replace it with either the opposite sex or with drugs or with something. And I think that's why it's very important to know who you are in Christ because the void that you're continuing to try to fill that this boyfriend didn't fix and the Ooh, next boyfriend on. didn't fix. And, you know, it's only God can fix that because it's intended for him mm. because he, he is your worth. You know, we are nothing without him. So while the while all these people are remaining broken and lost because they don't know their value due to either something that happened to them or something they did to themselves, I mean, it's just very crucial that they they understand because until they do, they will continue to replace it with things of this world and they will continue to be empty. So we we're not supposed to babysit each other. You know, we got to keep it a hundred. We got to sit here and tell them what's up. You know, if you love somebody, you're going to tell them like, hey, man, like that dude ain't going to fix it. We all know, you know, he ain't got no job like the last one. Come on. You know, you, you, <laughs> you got to come on to come come to church with me, you know, and that's what we're supposed to do as a body of Christ. And I think that's also very important as a body of Christ is to help each other know our worth, because even though you're saved and I'm saved, there's days I forget my worth because. This world ain't an easy world. It's cold-hearted. Yeah. So, I mean, we just all need each other. So, I mean, my... Oh, man, I'm sorry. I just ramble on. No, you're good. <laughs> what, is, uh, what does community mean to you with you and your children when it comes to the body of Christ? How important is community to you? Um, it, it's very important, especially, like, who we surround ourselves with and also to try to serve in the community to be the reflection of Christ. Um, so, I mean, we have this thing like serve Sunday where we go out into our community and, you know, we'll, um, give like people at the laundromat coins or we'll go up to the hotel that the people live at and give them breakfast and stuff. So, um, I think the word community is just, um, more like family, you know, cause we're all family when it comes down to it. And so I try to teach my kids, you know, we're all, we're all brothers and sisters. You know, we all are fam like, I, I can't even really explain it. Mm -hmm. Like my son got in a, um, a fight with this other kid at school. And I was like, we don't hit people, you know, cause we're mad. We don't. And he goes, cause we're family. And I'm like, yes, exactly. And I think as a community, that's what I see it as. Like, my town, my community, that's my family. If anybody, like, in my apartment, in my job, or just somebody I know down the road comes up to me and they need something, I'm going to help them because that's, that's where I'm from. That's my city, you know, like. Yes. Does that make sense? That makes sense. <laughs> How important is your local church to you? 
to be involved in a local church to have uh, to, uh, to uh, what is okay uh, let me change it up how how important it is to have a group of strong women around you how important is that and how vital is that to you in your walk I think it's very important just for anybody, men or women, um, in the Bible, it says to have a wise counsel. So, I mean, of course you need those people to be around you to help you make wise decisions, especially when you're going through hard times or even good times, you know, you don't want to get big headed and then again, you don't want to stumble. So to have strong believers around you to encourage your growth, is going to make that walk so much more easier to mm. um, build a relationship with Christ. Because, I mean, if you're surrounding yourself, I mean, bad company corrupts good character. It says it itself. Amen. So you you want to put yourself around people that want to see you do good, not just see you do good, but not better than them. You, you want people to sit there and bring you to the top with them because they know your value. Mm. Amen, amen. As we, we wind it down a little bit, where are you, uh, we talked about, you know, being a mom, and what, what is a, what is a memory, what is a first, what's a good memory of you and your kids? What is something that, that uh, your kids do that, that brings a smile to your face? Like, what are some of the things that they do that you, you can, you can say, like, it makes you crack up or makes your day better? Because I know we all have our bad days, but there's things that our kids do that just wipes it away. It's just like my day just got wiped away because of what my kid did. What are some funny things right. that your kids do? <laughs> um. Well, I know that when I try to teach them about, you know, um, joys in the Bible, um, my three-year-old, um, he was like, Mom, so is Jesus a ninja? I was like, no, you know, Jesus isn't a ninja, you know. And uh, my other son goes like, no, Raya, he's a zombie because he rose back from the dead, you know. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I mean, it's very um, entertaining to teach them about, you know, stuff like that. I mean, there's also um, mornings, and this isn't biblical, but they'll run up on the bed and they'll sit on my head and they'll pass gas on me. Come on. And they'll say, I got you. I got you, Mommy. I got you, you know, or, I mean, it's just a little funny things that um, that make it all worthwhile. I mean, they say the most um, craziest stuff. I mean, there was one time also we were eating dinner, and I went to get second. And my son was like, Mommy, you're getting more food? Well, you're not going to be skinny much longer. And I'm like, mind your business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know that my daughters, uh, they'll lay next to me and they're like, dang, Dad, you got a big stomach. I'm like, why do you got to say big stomach? Why can't you say you got a big stomach? And then they'll say stuff like this, like Peppa Pig. You know who Peppa Pig is? Oh, my goodness, yes. So they make fun of the dad <laughs> so bad in Peppa Pig. They're like, what's the password? Daddy's big stomach. And then they'll look at me. I'm like, dang, like, I appreciate that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, uh, I applaud you. I thank God that uh, you, you you shared some things today that um, I really believe that God can use. And sharing your testimony to me is like therapy. And so... 
you know we we talked about a lot of things uh we want to jump back into uh to the ministry uh what are some of the things that you're working on right are you working on any new music are you are you coming out with the with the with the with the project of your own um what what's in the works right now what is modesty doing uh i know you're a mama all day so you can't get away with that but what is modesty doing right now when it comes to ministry I am actually starting to um, write music again. I am working on a couple things, and I also have two brothers that I'm supposed to be featuring for, um, and that was Brother Alan, is one of them, Alan Thomas. And um, I, he sent me um, the, the beat, so I think we're going to pray about it and see if I'm going to hop on that track. And then right now I'm just doing something um, kind of, a single mom thing, kind of um, encouraging and walking them through um, not just the the pretty side, you know, because on social media, I think we all tend to show the pretty side. Oh, come on. But, you know, but how, you know, the struggle is real and, you know, it's not just because you're a single mom. There's things you got to take care of in you that happened before maybe you were even a mama. So I'm working on that and also how it's transformed me um, for the glory of God and him using me. So that's what I'm working on right now. Cool. I think, uh, like I always tell everybody, I'm not a prophet and I don't prophesy. But I honestly would hope that maybe you could pray on it. Um, maybe uh, God, I don't know if this is God or not, but I just want to say it like, uh, have you ever thought about writing a book? Uh, to encourage um, women, orphans, uh, uh, anything sort of like that, or or maybe uh, you, or maybe the music is what you do that with. The music's kind of the way I do it with, but um, I actually had somebody speak over me that um, they saw me ministering to people like in a crowd, and mm. that happened not too long ago. So I mean. Um, I think just, I mean, that's where I want to get, you know, I would love to be able to help women. Like I say, I came from a background of, I mean, I know we're trying to wrap it up. Sorry. but No, no, no. Um, good, good stuff. Good stuff. My, my birth dad, you know, he ran with the cartel. My mom's um, a drug addict. You know, I went through molestation and abuse with a stepfather, went into foster care and relived everything. I just basically they try to take me out of and, you know, suicide and teen pregnancy. And I just feel like I've been through so much that was supposed to tear me down, but yet the Lord still has mm, me standing in it because he needs me to be touching yes, souls yes, for him, yes, yes. you know, because he wouldn't have put me through it. And I don't blame God for what I've been through. Some of the stuff I could tell you would make your stomach curl up, but it's because I know, man, Satan was trying to bring me down because we're gonna we're gonna be saving some souls, all of us. The body of Christ is so strong, and Amen. I just can't wow. wait to help help that body grow. You know, so I'm trying to get me in a place where I can sit here and um, love on those people that are hurt. Yeah, and yes. um, I I didn't have the encouragement, you know, when I was going through those things, and I can't even tell you how I'm saved now because it wouldn't make sense. I had yes. no godly people in my life. But Man. I, I want to help 
people get there. And like you said earlier, you think you, you hear a lot of younger saved people. And I honestly think that's because we went through a lot of things at an earlier age than what we were supposed to, yes, you know? Yes, yes. So we, we matured and, um, had to pick a path we didn't have much choice and that's what it comes down to this world's getting colder and colder and you know you gotta pick who you're living for and what you're living for Ooh, come on sister in the lord well normally i do uh, uh final thoughts but you you, you done said it 10 times <laughs> as best as i could um so um if there's anyone who's listening to this podcast and maybe um, I don't know if you're open for uh, speaking engagements, would you would you put yourself available to do such things like that? Absolutely. Amen. So tell the, uh, those that are listening how they can get a hold of you via social media, emails. Uh, how can they get a hold of Modesty? Um, there's my Instagram. There's um, and it's under Modesty. I also have a Facebook. It's under Paisley Martinez. And even if you just reach out, um, I'll, I'll wouldn't be afraid to give you my number and reach out to you and help you with whatever you need, encouragement, growth. If you want to do a Bible study over the phone, your girl got you. You know, this is right here. Amen. So we're 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 talking to Sister in the Lord Modesty Martinez, and uh, she's coming live and direct from Texas. Um. When um, when it comes to Texas, uh, what are some of the things that people may may uh, like not on the biblical side, maybe on the fun side? What are some of the th- misconceptions of Texas? Because they say everything's oh bigger goodness. in Texas, right? Yeah, they say that. Actually, I'm originally from California, so I kind of know the um, okay. I kind of know the the fears. I thought when I come over here, there was going to be horses and everybody talking like this. <laughs> And <laughs> I thought it was going to be cowboy hats and boots and, oh, my goodness. It, I mean, that's usually what people think, that everybody talks all redneck, and, and and it's nothing like that at all, at all. I mean, we have, you know, like all genres of people, so. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Are you, uh, are you, are you, what's your favorite football team? I well, it's definitely not the Forty Niners. <laughs> okay, <but laughs> it's I would have to say the Cowboys. I mean, okay. or or the Eagles. The Eagles are okay too. Okay, amen, amen. Uh, so amen. So you, uh, you, we talked about you being uh, adopted, single mom, serving the Lord, doing ministry, doing, uh, uh, you know, God, you know all the things that God has done in your life, the struggles, the ups and the downs and, and uh, raising children, um, working 10 jobs, uh, doing all that. And at the end of the day, if there's anything that anybody can take from your story, any final words, I really just feel like I need to have you say this. If you could just sit down with one mom or one dad, who's, who's, uh, in the predicament that that you're in, or where you, you, you where you're in, what would be your 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 final words to somebody? You know, um, that encouraging word. If you could just leave us with a few words to just wrap this up. Um, 
I think, like I said before, I would just say, you know, like it gets better. I mean, it, it's not as bad as it seems. Um, the strength that God can give you is beyond the power that you could even do yourself. Amen. And um, just having the motivation, you know, making sure that your kids have what you need should be everything that would push you to continue thriving. And I mean, I know it's scary too, if you're coming out of a bad situation, but nothing's more scarier than losing yourself and never finding the Lord. So I would just really push to encourage them to see that, you know, not only see where I'm at now, but where I came from, because we all start somewhere and it's, we all don't get somewhere overnight either. It's a process. Amen. Amen. Well, sister, I appreciate your time and your, uh, your openness, your transparency. I know that uh, as we get ready uh, to uh, step into even more into the holidays, uh, it could be tough for a lot of people. But, man, I'm, I was blessed to talk to you. I was blessed to hear from you today. Uh, so hopefully when this drops, it should be dropping in the next couple of weeks. Uh, just thank you again for your time. I know your time is precious. I know that you... You don't always have a lot of time to talk, but we talked for an hour and eight minutes. So, amen. Hey, but I awesome. think awesome. Thank you so much. So, amen. So, you're listening to the Av Podcast, and we have Sister Modesty coming straight out of Texas. Amen. Who loves the Lord? Who, who's a songwriter? She's a Christian rapper, a singer, a mom, electrician, a doctor, a lawyer, a plumber. <laughs> Amen. Mamas do it all. Mamas existence. <laughs> <laughs> Mamas do it all. But again, thank you, sister. God bless you, and you have a wonderful night. Thank you. You too. God bless. God bless. Amen. So, like I said, these conversations that I'm having with people are just getting better and just getting better and just getting better because you're learning, you're listening to people's journeys. And how God has been with them through the whole way. Through the good, through the bad, through the ugly. God has been there for this sister. She's went through hell and back ten times. And God has been there. And he showed up and he showed off. And he gives her the strength. And he gives her the ability, the perseverance, the grace. To just continue to do what she does. Not only for her children, but for her community. And for her local church. Amen. I mean, this is a testimony of God's faithfulness. And as she continues to trust in the Lord, God has been, has continue, will continue to be, be there with her and for her. And so, again, uh, Sister Modesty, um, thank you for sharing your life with me, your testimony. And I pray that you were encouraged by what was spoken tonight and that God would uh, continue to show himself real. Amen. Another Another uh, thing is, like I always say, I got to go because I'm hungry and it's been a minute. So, again, and everything you do, give God glory. Another episode in the bank. We're about to get it in. Uh, more episodes coming, more interviews coming. I mean, more conversations coming. Um, I'm just blessed to be here. God bless you. Have a wonderful night. And remember, Jesus is King. God bless.